This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom Aleichem, everyone. Good evening. Okay, um, Parashat Kisisa is a very interesting parasha. Of course, the highlight of the parasha is the Chet Ha'egal, the sin of the golden calf. However, we're going to examine another part of the parasha, and we're going to bring out some things about a topic that we're very familiar with, but hopefully bring it out in a way to um, create more of a appreciation and uh, bring out some new concepts and new ideas. This week's pastor, the Baruch gives Klal Yisrael the mitzvah of Shabbos as a prelude to the sin of the Egel. The Baruch tells Klal Yisrael, take a look on page 490. Hashem says to Moshe, saying, Speak to the Jewish people, saying, Keep my Shabbos. And immediately, when you look at these words, you should notice that this is a very interesting expression, es Shabbos Literally, Shabbos means my Shabbosim, plural. Keep my Shabbosim. So the simple meaning is, yeah, don't just keep Shabbos this week, keep it next week and the week. But still, just say, Es HaShabbos Tishmeru. Keep Shabbos. Keep Shabbos means whenever Shabbos comes. It doesn't say, Es HaPsachim Tishmeru. When it talks about Pesach, it doesn't use the plural. When it talks about Rosh Hashanah, it doesn't use the plural. When it talks about Yom Kippur, and we know if it says keep Pesach, it means every year on Pesach. Why here when it talks about Shabbos, does it say, Es Shabbos Soisai? Eloshon Rabbim. Okay? Now let's move on. Ki oishi, because Shabbos is a sign. Beini uveinechem ledorosechem, between me and you for all generations. Ladas, to know ki ani Hashem mekadashchem, that I am Hashem who sanctifies you. Ushmartem es ha-Shabbos, you should keep Shabbos. Ki koidash hilachem, it is holy to you. Michaleleha, moisumas. Those who desecrate her will be put to death. What does the word Mechalaleha mean? Those who desecrate her. But actually, again, it means Lashon Rabbim. Mechalaleha doesn't mean those who desecrate her, singular. It means plural. Mechalaleha, those who desecrate many Shabbosim. Well, that's not true. Only those who desecrate many Shabbosim are deserving the death penalty? No. Even someone who desecrates one Shabbos. Why would the Torah say, it should say Mechalaleha. Mechalaleha, those who desecrate her, singular. Why mechaleleha? Those who desecrate her, plural. Okay, why does the Torah keep on reiterating this concept that not just one Shabbos, many Shabbosim? Es Shabbos soisai tishmayru. Keep my Shabbosim. Mechaleleha. Those who desecrate her, plural. Here's a real whopper. Let me ask you a question. Is Shabbos male or Shabbos female? Shabbos. Shabbos Malka. Female. So we would say it's Shabbos Hamalka, right? It's female. And certainly from the Psukkim we've read, it would seem to be that Shabbos is female. It says, Ki ois he. What does he mean? She. She. She is a sign. Ki ois he. She is a sign. He. She is holy. Mechaleleha. Those who desecrate her. So it seemed to be 
that Shabbos is a Nekeva. Okay? However, if you look in next week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayakel, take a look in Parsha's Vayakel, page 516. Page 516, the Torah says, Six days you should do work. And the seventh day should be holy. Shabbos, Shabbos, on Hashem, Kol Anyone does melacha in him will be put to death. So what happened? Shabbos uh, became a male? They're saying again, work for six days, and the seventh day you should rest. Anyone who does melacha on it, it's talking about the mitzvah of Shabbos. And it's saying, Shabbos is oisa boy. All of a sudden, Shabbos has become a male. So what is Shabbos? Shabbos a female, Shabbos a male, is it Lashem Nekeva, is it Lashem Zachar, is it both? Why does the Torah switch it? Why in this week's parsha is it referred to Kodesh He, Oz He, Mechaleleha? And next week it's Kol HaOiseh Baimelacha. Okay? And another question we have to think about, take a look again. Look, at, look in Pasuk Yud Gimel. Es Shabbos Oisai Tishmoiru, keep many Shabbosim. Meaning, not many. So you may say, oh, it's going on many Shabbosim. Ki ois he, singular. Black tilashon yachad. Shabbos soisai tishmeru. Well, if, if it's saying, if the Pasuk means, keep many Shabbosim every single week, it should say, ki ois heim. They are a sign. Why ki ois he? It is a sign. Why back to the singular? The Torah is like, back and forth. First it's a he, first it's a she, next week's parasha is a he, first she's plural, then she's singular. What's going on? What's, we're having an identity crisis with Shabbos. You know, we don't understand. Is Shabbos, again, just to quickly review, Gabi, is Shabbos Zachar or Shabbos Nekeva? Nekeva. Nekeva, how do you know? Just did it. You just no, did? No, no, I just know you know why? Cause, so we had in this part it says, "Kol ha'oseh ba melacha mosimas mechaleleha." It would seem to be that it's nekeva. Yeah. Next week's parsha though it says, "Kol ha'oseh bo melacha mosimas." Boy Shabbat Malka, you say. What? What? Well, right? It says, "Kol ha'oseh bo." Next week, all of a sudden, Shabbos became a zachar. What happened? Then another question we wanted to deal with is, in this week's parsha, the Torah keeps on saying. Shabbos Sosai Tishmoru. Keep my Shabbosim in plural. Why are we referring to the Shabbos in plural? Why does it say Mechaleleha? Again, what does Mechaleleha mean? Those who desecrate her, plural. It should say Mechaleleha. Those who desecrate her, singular. Mechaleleha. Okay. Now, so we have a bunch of questions on the words. Now we move on to number one. Take a look on the first Maramakam on the sheet. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Rishom Rabbi Shilin Ben Yochi. Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shimba Yochai, Il mole mishamrin Yisrael shtei Shabbosos kehil chasan. If the Jewish people would keep two Shabbosim properly, miyad negolim, they would immediately be redeemed. Shenemar, like the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Koyamar Hashem, so says God, Lasarisim to the ministers, Asher Yishmer as Shabbososai, who preserve my Shabbosim. What does it say after that? Uksiv Basri, it says after that, and further, Hashem will bring us up to the base of Mikdash. So what does the Gemara tell us? If the Jewish people keep two Shabbosim, we'll be immediately redeemed. Why two? Because of the Shabbosim? Because the Pasuk that we learned it for says, 
So the verse that we learn it from is saying Shabbos Osai, plural. And therefore we learn from there, if we keep two Shabbosim, we'll be redeemed. Now, again, you're picking up something good. The fact that the Gemara derives from the word Shabbos Osai, that you have to keep two Shabbosim, seems to indicate that Shabbos Osai certainly means more than one. So, why two? Why? What, if, we, if the Jewish people keep one, then, then that's not good enough? Halavai, we should keep one Shabbos. Why does the Gemara say, if the Jewish people keep two Shabbos, and then we'll be redeemed? One, one's not good enough. You know, what's wrong with one? What, what are we accomplishing in two? Why two? Why not one? And even more than that, you remember, you know Mordechai ben David? You know Mordechai ben David? Yeah? What's his famous song? Just one Shabbos, right? Just one Shabbos, we'll be free. Now, where did he get that from? <laughs> the Medrash. The Medrash says very clearly, Klai Yisrael only has to keep one Shabbos. Take a look at number two. Amar Rabbi Levi, Emeshamrim Yisrael es ha-Shabbos karoi afilu yoim echad. If the Jewish people keep even one Shabbos, then David Ba. David Amach comes right away. So, so first of all, I guess not. I guess not. Even uh, in, it's referring to Dara Midbar as well? Even the Dara Midbar, the first Shabbos, you have uh, the Makoshesh. The Makoshesh, he went out to collect. And since then, I guess it didn't have it. So the first thing we have to understand, why does the Gemara say only two Shabbosim? And number two, the Gemara is a contradiction to the Medrash. The Medrash says you only need one. The Medrash says no. The Gemara says two. So, you know, sometimes, by the way, the Gemara could argue on the Medrash, but what's the reasoning here? Is it two? Is it one? Why? Now let's continue on in the Medrash. Lama, why is this? Shehi shkula keneged kol mitzvahs. Why if we keep Shabbos will we be redeemed immediately? Because Shabbos is equal to all the mitzvahs. Interesting. Shabbos is equal to all the mitzvahs? Since when is Shabbos equal to all the mitzvahs? Every morning what do we say? everything. Since when did Shabbos get that status? Since when did Shabbos become equal to all the mitzvahs? When did that happen? That's what the Medrash says, but where did the Medrash get this from? The same Talmud Torah, whether it's also practice or just study? Study. Just study. Study. No. It means that by every word of Torah you learn, you get rewarded as if you fulfilled all 613 mitzvahs. In other words, if you were to put on a scale, putting on tefillin and wearing Torah, and learning one word of Torah, learning Torah is equal to all the mitzvahs. But it doesn't exempt you from fulfilling, you still are obligated to fulfill all the mitzvahs, and if you don't, you'll be held accountable. Just in terms of the reward system, when you're going to be cashing in one day, of Esam Shana, and you're going to be coming in with tefillin and Torah. Torah is more valuable. That's why, okay, there's certain mitzvahs you have to do, but Talmud Torah is the most important mitzvah. If you have a choice of doing two mitzvahs, Torah or anything else, you always pick Torah. Now, you still have to put on tefillin every day. You still have to do all your obligations. But after that, let's say, let's say somebody comes to you, uh, they need a favor. So, or you could learn. So then, depends. If, if someone else could help the guy, yeah, you should learn. Learning is a bigger mitzvah. No one else could help him, and you don't have a choice. You, you have to interrupt your learning to help. 
but that's a separate, separate, separate topic. Okay, so another question we want to know is, the Gemara that says you have to keep two Shabbos and is a contradiction to the Medrash that says you only have to keep one Shabbos. And what does the Medrash mean? Bechlal, that Shabbos is equal to all the mitzvahs. Okay? Rabbi say, listen to the, the, another Medrash. Interesting story. Remember there was a guy named Kayan, right? He was a very nice man. The only thing is he killed his brother, right? He killed Hevel. And the Yubanisham comes to him and says, No, where's your brother? So he says, I don't know. Not my, not my, not my problem. Hashem Rachi Anochi. You know, it's not my responsibility. So Hashem says, Come on, who are you fooling? The blood of, the blood of your brother is crying out from the ground. So anyway, Kayan does tshuva. He, may, he comes to a settlement with the Rebbe Shalom. He doesn't even have to hire a lawyer. They settle. They make a compromise. Hashem preserves Kayan for seven generations. All of a sudden, the court case is over. Kayan leaves the presence of Hashem. And he bumps into a man by the name of Adam Harishon. Adam Harishon said, No, Kayan, my dear son, what happened with, in your court case with the Rebbe Shalom? Kayan said, Guess what? I'm innocent. Nispasharti. We made a compromise. Adam Rishon said, what? How? Kain said, I did tshuva. Adam Rishon said, what? You could do tshuva? Tshuva works? Mizmar shir liyoyim hashabos. That's what the matter says. Mizmar shir liyoyim hashabos. I mean, you might as well sing the Star Spangled Banner. What does Mizmar shir liyoyim hashabos have to do with, what, with Kain being found innocent? That's what Adam Rishon said. Oh, I didn't realize you could do tshuva, mizmar shiliyem ha-shabbos. You know, as they say, mashmita itzal harsinah, what, what do the two things have to do with each other? Because Adam Arishon realized the greatness of tshuva, therefore he sings the parak of Tehillim, mizmar shiliyem ha-shabbos. Now you may have a question, a couple of weeks ago, Parsha Shemos, we learned who said the chapter, mizmar shiliyem ha-shabbos? Sure. Moshe Rabbeinu. So the matter says, don't worry, it was forgotten and Moshe Rabbeinu brought it back. But Adam Arishon was really the one who innovated, the one who sang Mizmar Shiliyam HaShabbos. I mean, what does Mizmar Shiliyam HaShabbos have to do with Shabbos? I'm sorry, have to do with Kayan doing tshuva. Kayan does tshuva, so Adam Arishon sings a song, Mizmar Shiliyam HaShabbos? I mean, so why does he sing, uh, I don't know what, sing Dayenu. What does Mizmar Shiliyam HaShabbos have to do with tshuva? Look through the whole parak. there's not one word of tshuva in that parak. And finally... Finally, one last question. Take a look at, uh, while we're on the topic of songs, right? The Shamru B'nai Yisrael HaShabbos. Look on page 492. B'nai Yisrael will keep the Shabbos. HaShabbos. To make the Shabbos. What does that mean, to make the Shabbos? Let me ask you, who makes Shabbos? God makes Shabbos. We don't make Shabbos. We know at the, on the Shabbos davening, the brachos of Shabbos end off, Baruch Hashem, Mekadesh HaShabbos. Blessed are you, God, you sanctify Shabbos. What does that mean, God sanctifies Shabbos? That means every seventh day, whether they're Jews or no Jews, whether the Jews keep Shabbos or don't keep Shabbos, God says and sanctifies Shabbos. He zaps Kedusha on the day of Shabbos. He makes the Kedusha. God it's what, what's called Kavi Vekaima. The sanctity of Shabbos is irrespective of our observance, as opposed to Yamtif. Yamtif, the Kedush of Yamtif, is created by the Jewish people. What do we say, Yamtif? Baruch Hashem, bless are you, God. Mekadesh Yisrael, you sanctify the Jewish people. 
Vihazmanim and the holidays. In other words, we proclaim the Rosh Chodesh. Based on the Rosh Chodesh, we, we determine what the Yom Tif is. We make the Kedush of Yom Tif. That's why, by the way, the Ramban writes in the Sefer Amun Bitachon, when Yom Tif is over, we don't smell Basamim. Why? So some Rishonim say, because there's no Neshama Yisera on Yom Tif. The Ramban says, not true. There's a Neshama Yisera on Yom Tif. But you know why we don't have to smell Basamim when Yom Tif is over? Because since we create the Kedusha, we hold on to the Kedusha. The Kedusha doesn't leave. If you make it, you control it. That's why there's something called Isru Chag. The day after Yom Tif has Kedusha, we could still hold on to it. We don't need to smell Basamim. The Neshama Yisera is not leaving. Shabbos, we don't make the Kedusha. Hashem zaps the Kedusha on the day. When the day is over, it leaves. Oh, we can't hold on to it, so we have to smell Basamim when Shabbos is over because our extra Neshama leaves. Oh, so the question, therefore, is what does the Pasuk mean? To make Shabbos. We don't make Shabbos. Hashem makes Shabbos. In fact, a few Pesukim earlier it says, Ladas, look in Pasuk Yud Gimel, Ki Ani Hashem Mekadoshchem. Shabbos is the day to know, I sanctify you. You don't sanctify Shabbos. I sanctify it. So what does this all mean? Okay, so uh, we, only, we only have nine questions, okay? We only have nine. Number one, just to summarize. We want to know, why does it say, Ach Shabbos Soisai Tishmeru, plural? Keep Shabbosim, plural. Why, number two, why does the Torah say, Michal Eleha, those who desecrate her, plural? We want to know, is Shabbos male or is Shabbos female? In this week's parasha, Michal Eleha, Kiyos He, it's female. In next week's parasha, all of a sudden, Shabbos becomes Zachar. Kal why does the Gemara say you have to keep two Shabbosim to be redeemed? Why is one not good enough? Why is the Gemara contradicting the Medrash that says you only have to keep one Shabbos? Why is Shabbos equal to all the mitzvahs in the Torah? Since when was Shabbos, was, was, since when was Shabbos promoted to the level of learning? Why when Adam Marishon meets Kayan and he hears about the greatness of Tshuva, what does Adam Marishon say? What does Shabbos have to do with doing tshuva? And again, finally, what does it mean? Okay. So on this, we begin on a very interesting journey to try to discover exactly what is Shabbos. Sometimes you hear people talking on Shabbos. Guess what? Last night, I slept a bagel. Right? You ever hear that expression? I slept a bagel? I slept 12 hours, right? 12 hours, I slept the bagel, right? As if to say that the purpose of Shabbos is to sleep, right? You feel, I, no, I slept 13 hours. And not only that, I, uh, I, came to shul, uh, I came to shul when it was almost over. And as soon as the meal was over, I went back to sleep. So I slept a total of 20 hours over Shabbos. I'm such a Shomer Shabbos, I didn't violate any malacha. Beautiful. What does Shabbos literally mean? It means rest. It means rest. So if Shabbos means rest, we would theoretically say that this individual has kept Shabbos. He, d- he didn't do any malacha. He didn't violate malacha. But we'll soon see, soon see that somebody who sleeps the entire day of Shabbos, we could can say that he has not kept Shabbos. David HaMelech says in Tehillim, you know this song? A lot of songs tonight. Ma hafti You know the song? Call Hayomi Sikhasi. You ever hear that? No? Okay. You know it? Oh. The Rav knows it. <laughs> okay. In 
Kapitel Kufya Tess and Tehillim, chapter 119. Chap by the way, chapter 119 is a very interesting chapter. Each letter of the Alephis has eight psukim. Eight for Aleph, eight for Bez. And Pasuk letter Mem starts with Mo'ahavti Torah Secha. How greatly I love your Torah. Kal Hayom, the whole day. Hisi that is what I talk about. Asher Binu B'chayi, you can look at number seven. Why does David HaMelech say, Kal Hayom Hisi all that day it is my conversation it should say, Kol Yom Hisi Every day I talk in the Torah. Says Rabbeinu B'chayi, of course, a person should speak in Torah every day. But when David HaMelech says and talks about how much he loves the Torah and how all Hayom Hisi Chasi is referring to a specific day. It's referring to the day of Shabbos. The day of Shabbos was designated for Talmud Torah. Shabbos is not a day of rest. It is a day of rest. But it has a higher element, higher function, a higher facet. Shabbos is designated for Talmud Torah. It's designated for learning. It's designated for spiritual contemplation, de- designated for spiritual thought. And therefore, David HaMelech says, How much I love your Torah. On that day, that's what I talk about. That's what... Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, Hashem says, Zohar, Asyom HaShabbos, remember Shabbos, Likadisho, to sanctify Shabbos. How do you sanctify Shabbos? Through learning Torah, you sanctify Shabbos. Okay, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Take a look at number eight. The Torah writes, by the way, the Torah was the son of the Rush. The Torah was a very poor man. The Rush eventually... He uh, was in Germany, but he, he had to escape because his Rebbe, the Marami Rothenberg, was imprisoned. And after the Marami Rothenberg passed away in prison, the Rush thought he was next. So he fled to Spain. When he came to Spain, he was greeted by the Sephardim with great honor. And they promoted him to be one of the highest leaders, perhaps the greatest sage in Spain. The only thing was, the Rush was not successful in having them adapt the Ashkenazic Minhagim. But uh, they accepted him. He was the leader. But the Sephardim would still uh, maintain their customs. Okay. And the Torah writes, writes to his father, what should I do? I have no money. The Torah had no money. Should I, should I borrow money to make Shabbos? Or should I treat Shabbos as a weekday? Uh, imagine the Torah had no money. And you would take a look at number seven. And number eight. You should have kavana to... You should have in mind to eat fruits and treats during the day of Shabbos. To make up the hundred brachos that you're missing from Shemona Esrei. Because in other words, on a regular day you have 18 brachos in Shemona Esrei. On Shabbos you only have seven brachos in Shemona Esrei. So you're not going to get to your hundred brachos. Now, what do you do after you eat Shabbos morning? If you normally take a nap, don't give up that nap. Because it's, an enjoyable, it's enjoyable to take a nap, right? Man, it's a geschmack to take a nap, right? You never take a nap? Oh, so you're a real tzaddik. <laughs> so what do you do then? After you sleep, you have to set time to learn. The Medrash tells us that the Torah says to Hashem, God, the Torah said to Hashem, when, when the Jewish people were in the desert for 40 years, so what do you think they did all day? Right? There are no newspapers. They learned. They learned. 
But now that they're going into Eretz Yisrael, Zerotz Lecharmai, this one is going to run to his vineyard. Zerotz Lecharmai, this one's going to run to his field. Va'ani Matehelai, what's going to be with me? They're going to put me on the shelf. They're never going to look at me. Amar Allah, Hashem says, Yeshli Zug, I have a mate for you. Sh'ani Mezavig Lecha, that I'm going to be Meshadech with you. Veshabbos Shemai, meet your new spouse, Torah. Your spouse's name is Shabbos. Shehem betelami melachdan. The Jewish people, they don't work on Shabbos. Be'echoylem lasaik b'cha, and they can learn you. And therefore the halacha is that after the meal, and after a person rests, one is obligated to spend time learning. In fact, the Torah brings down the reason why Balabatim sometimes are not successful in their financial matters is because Shabbos afternoon they spend too much time eating as opposed to learning. So what do we have so far? Shabbos is a day of learning. But we would say, why is it a day of learning? Well, since you can't drive, and since you can't write, and since you can't work, so you have nothing better to do. So you might as well learn, right? What else are you going to do? But we're going to see there is a more of a, a, a stronger relationship between Shabbos and learning Torah. Tell you a story. There's once a guy by the name of Reb Zalman, okay? He lived, in, uh, he lived in a big city. He lived in the shtetl. And, you know, he, he, he was eking out a living like everybody else in the shtetl. It was cramped in the shtetl. It was, you know, everyone was living on top of each other. He lived with his cousins and his brothers and his father and his mother in the same house. And, every, you know, everyone shared the same apartment. And then one day Reb Zalman makes it rich. Strikes it big. You know, he buys a couple of, of goats and he trades it for some horses and he trades the horses for a boat and then it's for a ship. And, oh, he makes it big. And Rav Zalman says, time to move out of the ghetto, time to the, out of the shtetl, time to move to the suburbs. So Rav Zalman moves to the suburbs and he's, he builds himself a nice house and beautiful house, but he's lonely because he doesn't have his brothers and sisters and cousins and friends, and he's yearning and yearning, if only he can meet someone from, his, from the old shtetl to tell him what's going on, you know, how his family's doing, how the friends are doing. And one day, he gets a knock on the door, and it's Beryl the beggar. Beryl! How you doing, Beryl? What's going on? So he said, Baruch Hashem, you know, you want to give me some money? He said, come in, come in, let's talk, tell me. How are things back in the shtetl? How's uh, Abba? How's Ima? How are the, my friends? How's... I don't have time for you. I have to collect money. This is how I make my living. I don't have time to talk to you. What do you mean you don't have time to talk to me? You, well, you don't have a job. Yeah, but I collect money. I have to go around collecting money in these fancy houses. Tell me, Beryl, how much do you plan to collect tonight? $73. $73. So I said, no problem. Here. Here's 100 bucks. Sit down. This nice leather couch. Tell me. Tell me what's going on. Tell me how Abba is, how Ima is. Tell me how my friends are doing. What's new in town. Tell me the latest gossip. So Beryl is drinking his uh, coffee that Zalman gave him. And he starts dozing off. And he conks out. Zalman is waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. He starts shaking. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Why should I wake up? I, I'm off for the night. I, I collected in four minutes what I needed to collect. In three hours, we didn't wake up. Some said, you, you shaita, you fool. I gave you the money so you could talk to me. I didn't give you the money for you to go to sleep. I gave you the money so you could talk to me. So the Dubna Maggid says 
that our neshamas come down from a very high away place. Our neshamas come down to this world. We come down, we're far away from the Rebbe Shalalem. Rebbe wants to hear from us. He wants to hear our learning, our davening. The only thing is, we're too busy. You know, we have to make a living, we have to work, we have to provide for our families. It's a good excuse. So Rebbe Shalom says, look, I'll make a deal with you. Every Friday, I'll give you double. For Friday and for Shabbos. But, I'm giving you double. You don't have to work on Shabbos. Whatever you would have made in seven days, you'll make in six days. But I want you to talk to me. I want, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your learning. I want to hear your davening. I want you to connect. So the guy who spends his whole Shabbos sleeping away, he's defeating the whole purpose, the whole function of Shabbos. The purpose of Shabbos, as Rebun Shalom says, I'm giving you one day a week. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you have to say. Let's connect. Let's, let's join together to spend the whole day sleeping 13 hours Friday night and 5 hours Shabbos afternoon. That's, that's defeating the purpose of Shabbos. But we'll see. Perhaps it's even, it's even deeper than that. Okay, and we're going to go, we're going to skip to number 11. What does, now this is a very important maramakam. This is from the Sefer Haksav Vahakabalah. Now Haksav Vahakabalah was written by Rabbi Yaakov Tzvi Mecklenburg. He lived from 1785 to 1865. We mentioned him a few weeks ago. And his avowed purpose in writing his Sefer was to counteract the reform movement, to show how the Torah Shabbat, the oral law and the written law, are intertwined. Now when the Chachamim make a drasha, it's not they just, you know, they felt like it. You know, eh, this would be a cute way of reading the Pasuk. No. If you know the laws of grammar, of Hebrew grammar perfectly, then any drasha the Chachamim make is because there is a, a word written improperly that the Torah wants you to pick up on. Fine. We mentioned the story a few weeks ago how uh, he was once forced by the government to preside over a wedding of a couple who did not want to keep the laws of Taras HaMeshpacha. And... And you know, as the man is, is uh, handing the ring to the woman, saying, Hareyat Mikudesh Asli, Rabbi Yaakov Tzvi announces this wedding is Kadas Frederick Haggadah, not Kadas Moshe Yisrael, but uh, as the opinion of Frederick the Great. Okay. What does the word Shabbos mean? Okay, now let's take a look. Shabbos Lashem. The word Shabbos means rest, bittel, vehevsik, stopping, interruption, interrupting your daily activity. That's what we always thought Shabbos means. Stand still. Everything stops, everything comes to a rest. Says the Ksavah HaKabalah, there's another meaning of Shabbos. The Evshar Lichlal Odbo Inyan. We can include another concept in the word Shabbos. Ha'iyun ve'hachakira. Contemplation and investigation. Meditation. Thought. The word Shabbos means thought. What? No, we know Shabbos means to rest. How does Shabbos mean rest? Says the Ksavah Kabbalah, I'm not telling you anything new. The Pasuk says, Ki shuvi nichamti. After I thought... I reconsidered. I did tshuva. In other words, the word shin beis has a connotation of thinking. Shavti I sat 
meaning I thought, what is under the sun? And the Ksavah Kabbalah goes on to explain, how do you say in Hebrew to sort of go back and forth? Shuv, right? Shuv means to lashuv, to come back and to go back again and to back. Because thinking is really a process of holich vashuv, back and forth. Why? You think of an idea. Now, based on, now that idea becomes the result of your mind. That idea then goes ahead and causes you to think of another thought. Now the first idea is no longer a result, but it is a cause of the next idea. So thoughts are basically result, cause, result, cause. You ever realize sometimes, you know, you dive in an essay, and you, after one minute you cannot believe where your mind has ended up. Why? Because one thing, you think about one thing. You think, you remember from an essay, you, first you think about what you ate for lunch, and then you thought of, think about who you were sitting next to lunch, and then you think about that person's uncle, and then you think about what that un- person's uncle does for a living, and then you think about... That other person, who, all of a sudden, in 30 seconds, your mind is who knows where. And why? Because thoughts are chain. One to another. The word to think is shavti, lashuv, to go from one to the next. The word Shabbos has a connotation of thinking. You ever hear of an expression when you ask somebody in the yeshiva, what does he do? He sits and learns. You ever hear that? He sits, he's sitting and learning. Why do we have to say he's sitting and learning? Maybe standing, maybe he's, you know, doing somersaults while he's learning. What, what does that have to do with sitting? Or, Ashrei, Yoshvei Vesacha. Praise are those who sit in your house. What good is it to sit in the house? Well, you know, you could sit in the Beis Hashem from today till tomorrow. Actually, the Ramah says, you see from this Pasuk, that if you come to Shul, even if you don't do anything, you're just sitting there, sitting is also a mitzvah. But still, why, why fortunate are those who sit in the house? You should say, fortunate are those who learn. No, the word shev, shin beis, means to think. Yoshev doesn't literally means to sit, but the root is shin beis, to contemplate. Fortunate are those who think in your house. What does David HaMelech say? Hashem Shifti Hashem, to sit in the house of Hashem. Yeah, then what? What, what good is it going to do him to sit in the house of Hashem? Well, he's just going to gain weight. So he's going to be sitting all day, right? Shifti Hashem. The purpose is not to sit. Shev means to think, to contemplate, to think of religious matters, to think in Torah, to think about God. The word Shabbos doesn't just mean not to do melacha. The word Shabbos means to think, to learn. That's what Shabbos means. It's not that since you're not doing melacha anyway, you might as well learn. It's not you might as well learn. That is what Shabbos means. The mitzvah of Shabbos, there too, when the Torah says... There's a mitzvah say of shivisa. What does that mean, shivisa? We always said, amen. Shivisa, rest. Don't drive, don't write, don't turn on the light. Yeah, that's not violating the negative prohibitions. But what's the positive prohibition of Shabbos? I'm sorry, the positive mitzvah of Shabbos is to spend the time thinking in spiritual matters. Rabbi Sai, take a look in number 11, in the middle of the piece. The first word on the line is uvazet. Now we understand. When Adam Rishon heard, the power of Tshuva, what did he say? He said the song, Why? Because if the whole purpose of Shabbos is to be able to think, 
If tshuva is so powerful, how great must Shabbos be if it's an entire day dedicated to thinking about Hashem, to thinking about religious matters, to thinking about spiritual matters? If, if when Adam Arishan realized the power of tshuva, what's tshuva? Tshuva is to reconsider. What's the root of tshuva? Shin beis. To think. To, the Mesilis Hashem says that if a person would merely think even a little bit about his ways, he would immediately begin to do tshuva and it would ultimately lead him to perfect himself completely. You hear what the Mesilis Hashem says? If a person would think about his ways, kemat kat, even a little bit, he would immediately do tshuva, complete tshuva. So let's ask ourselves, so why don't we do complete tshuva? It must be we don't even think about our ways even a little bit. Right? It must be our minds are so preoccupied, which is true, everybody knows, that somehow the Eight Sahara is able to occupy our minds all week, all day. Right? Every, no, nobody escapes it. That we don't think about our ways. That's what Shabbos is. Shin Beis is late to sit, but not to sit, to think. Think about Torah. Think about Shabbos. Think about the Rebona Shalom. Think about your connection to Hashem. Thinking, thinking about spirituality. So when Adam HaRishon meets Kayan and he sees how powerful Tshuva is, what does he say? Wow! We have a whole day dedicated to such thought. That's what Shabbos is. Now we understand, says Aksava HaKabal, a few lines down. In the middle of the line it says, Uvedavar zeh shayich shaper lashon asiyas Shabbos. That's what it means. We make Shabbos. How do we make Shabbos? There's one element of Shabbos which we have nothing to do with. God zaps Kedusha onto Shabbos. Whatever we do, whether, whatever we don't do, the Kedusha is there. But there's an added dimension of Kedusha that we add to the Shabbos. By our learning, by our contemplation, we are making the holiness of Shabbos. We are adding a level of Kedusha to Shabbos. Rabbi Sai, is Shabbos Zachar or Shabbos Nekeva, Shabbos the male or Shabbos the female? There are two facets of Shabbos. One facet of Shabbos is God created a holy day, a day that we don't do any work, we rest. In that sense, Shabbos is the male. The male means the active, the active member, the member who influences somebody else. Shabbos comes, God gives us a holy day that sanctifies us. Shabbos is a male. Shabbos is Zachar. But there's another dimension of Shabbos. That Kedusha that we give to the Shabbos. We create the Shabbos. And in that sense, Shabbos is Nekeva. Michaleleha, those who desecrate her, Maisumas. Kiois he, she is a sign. The learning and the thought and the contemplation that we do on Shabbos is making the Shabbos. Is making the Shabbos. Take a look at number 13. Why does the Torah tell us? Keep my Shabbosim. It doesn't mean this Shabbos and then next week. It doesn't mean Ches Adar, Tesvav Adar, Chav Bez Adar, Chav Tes Adar. Keep every Shabbos has two parts. One part is don't violate the rest of Shabbos. Don't do Malacha. Don't do the forbidden categories of work. That's one form of violating Shabbos. But another way to violate Shabbos is to sleep in bed the whole day. You're also violating Shabbos. How are you violating Shabbos? It's even worse than violating. You're not contributing. You're not creating Shabbos. You're violating the Shabbos. Just resting from Melacha is also a form of violation. 
And therefore the Torah says, Ach, es Shabbos Tishmoru. Keep my Shabbosim. Keep, keep both facets. Why does the Torah go ahead and say, Ach, es Shabbos Tishmoru. Keep my Shabbosim. And then make it Lashon Yachid. Ki Oshi. Is Shabbos 2 or is Shabbos 1? The answer is, these two dimensions of Shabbos are not two separate things. You know, we maybe even think there are two things you have to do on Shabbos. Number one is you rest and you don't do work. And number two is you learn and you contribute to the holiness of Shabbos. These are not two separate facets of Shabbos. It's kiothi. They are only, there's one facet of Shabbos. What is that? The purpose, the function of not doing melacha is to enable you to be able to learn. It's the two at Shabbos Osai, these two aspects of Shabbos are for one purpose. It's not that you rest and you learn, two separate things. You rest in order to learn. You rest in order to think. It's Shabbos Osai, it's two aspects, but it's Kiyoshi. It's one goal. They both come together. The purpose of being able to rest is to be able to clear your mind and have the peace of mind and have the ability. We're not saying a person should not rest on Shabbos. But the purpose of the rest is for the higher, the higher function. Since all week we're preoccupied, we're busy, we don't have the opportunity to free our minds. It's only one function. That's why the Torah says, those who desecrate plural, plural. Because somebody who goes ahead and desecrates the Shabbos, he's desecrating two things. He's doing malacha, but he's also violating the other aspect of Shabbos. He's certainly not engaging in the spiritual pursuit of what Shabbos is all about. Now listen to this. This could make your hair stand on end. What do Chazal mean when they say if Klal Yisrael would keep Two Shabbosim, they would immediately be redeemed. It doesn't mean two Shabbosim. It means if they would keep both aspects of Shabbos, not just they don't do malacha, but they spend the day involved in spiritual pursuits. It's not, it's not a contradiction to the Medrash. The Medrash says you only have to keep one Shabbos. What is it? But the Gemara says you have to keep two. No, the Gemara doesn't mean you have to keep two Shabbosim. Why would you have to keep two? The Gemara means if you would keep, says the Ksavah HaKabalah, if you would keep both facets of Shabbos, if Klaiso would be able not only to refrain from the forbidden categories of work, but realize that refraining from the forbidden categories of work is for a higher purpose, to be able to dedicate their day for a spiritual pursuit, for meditation, for contemplation, for, for thinking, that's what it means. If Klaiso would keep two Shabbosim, we would immediately be redeemed. Says the Akedas Yitzchak, Kedas Yitzchak was one of the Rishonim, Rabbi Yitzchak Arama. He lived in Spain. He was born in Spain in 1420. He passed away in Italy in 1494. You know what he says? You know why Shabbos is equal to all the mitzvahs in the Torah? I thought only Talmud Torah is equal to all the mitzvahs in the Torah. That's exactly the point. Since the, what does Shabbos mean? Shabbos means thinking. Shabbos means learning. Shabbos is equal to all the mitzvahs because the definition of Shabbos is a day dedicated for thought, day dedicated for Torah. It's not that Shabbos is Shako, can I call mitzvos? Since it's a day dedicated for learning, therefore it's Shako, can I get it's equal to all the mitzvos in the Torah. 
And we'll end off with one thing. We mentioned this uh, a few weeks ago. The Ben Ishchai writes in Parsha Shemos. Let's read it inside. Look at number 17. Shabbos, which is a little drop of the world to come. Like our sages tell us. A person needs to increase his learning. Because then a person on Shabbos, a person will be even more successful in his learning. Therefore the Kabbalists write, Greater is the accomplishment for learning on Shabbos, a thousand times more, than learning during the week. Learning on Shabbos, learning during the week is also, every word of learning is equal to all 613 mitzvahs. But learning on Shabbos, it's a thousand times greater. Why? We don't know. This is what the Mikubalim tell us. But perhaps one of the reasons is because since the whole day is dedicated, the whole purpose of Shabbos is for, to be able to learn. That's why the Torah says, La Sosas Shabbos. We create the Kedusha of Shabbos. Shabbos is also, in a sense, Nekeva, because we contribute to it. We make it. And it's very interesting. Then it comes out that Reuven Shabbos. Shimon Shabbos, Levi Shabbos, and Yehuda Shabbos, they're not the same Shabbos. Every individual has a different Shabbos, depending on what he does, what he puts into it. Plainly Shabbos, this guy Shabbos, is going to be different than that person. What do you mean? Hashem creates the Kedusha of Shabbos. That's one level. But it's what we put into it. That's what, that's the higher dimension of Shabbos. That's what the Torah means. That's why Shabbos is Kala Isaba. Because we are able to contribute to the Kedusha of Shabbos and hopefully this will give us a greater appreciation for what Shabbos means. The word Shabbos doesn't just mean to rest. The word Shabbos, Nishin Beis, means Shafti Veraisi, to think, to contemplate, and to uh, pursue spiritual matters. Shkayach. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.